Was I going to get that whole time? I couldn't hear anything till just now. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Monique is in the building. We're just going to go with that. <laughs> what up, girl? <laughs> I said so much. Oh, Jesus. You know what? Whatever. It was all positive. Because I was in it, too. I was like looking at myself. Oh, my God. I do this all the time. It's, it's horrible. Welcome. <laughs> welcome, Mama. Lord Jesus. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. All right. We got some questions we want to ask. Uh, little Mama got the things to do today. We're going to get this done. And again, I want to say thank you for coming on to my platform and blessing us with your presence. Absolutely. Lady in the building. You blessed me with my with your presence when I was just getting tea with Monique going on the weekly thing. So I appreciate you. See, I don't know. She um had her YouTube thing going on, and I was on there on the panel but as i told her backstage she didn't know it was a moment for me because in the middle of the panel my equipment shut off i couldn't say who my channel was i was kind of in the beginning stage my equipment was trash so she doesn't know that moment for me changed everything for me i'm a blogger i'm gonna do that and i completely got new equipment everything so it was a blessing but i i'm happy to have her on here so it's kind of a, a circle i guess you could say yeah, like that absolutely <laughs> All right, I'm going to start out with um, this question. Um, do you feel that you made the right decision coming back to reality TV? Oh, man, I don't know if every any decision that we make is always the right one, but it's definitely a reason behind it. I feel like everything you go through in life is for a lesson. And if you can't see what the lesson is, then you, mm -hmm. you, you're going to have to do it all over again. So I definitely learned some things coming back this time around. Um, I do feel like anything that I do, I'm going to give it my all. And I gave it 110, 120%. Um, I'm always going to give you all me. It's going to be real. It's going to be raw, unfiltered, um, except for in reality TV, it's edited. So yes, 100%. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Um, the Love and Marriage Huntsville cast. Um, and I, I know I've asked Ashley's question before, but I, 
did you did you get along? Did y'all kind of talk because you was a, you know the, the newbies coming in and they're kind of like the you know the OGs. Did y'all have any conversation between you and the cast? Positive, like welcome yeah. on or you know. Yes, there was definitely uh, congratulatory messages. Uh, the the Scots definitely um, reached out. Uh, Mar uh, Marceau and Letitia, they were definitely reaching out. I met Melody when I actually uh, filmed Carlos's Nightcap, and she was very warm and welcoming. And we've been in touch since then. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of love. Tiffany reached out. Um, I've chatted with a few of the ladies just in DMs, just quick, like, congratulations. So that was nice. Kimmy, I believe, messaged me as well, saying congratulations when everything first started coming out. So, so yes, it was a very warm welcome, and I'm grateful. Um, Huntsville is, is an amazing show. And if it mm. weren't for Huntsville, there would be no DC. So I'm grateful for what they were able to pave the way for us. 100%. I want to get into your um, oil business. 100% um, therapeutic essential oils. Am I saying this correctly? Is it Mila Eve or is it, I don't want to say Mila. it, Mila Eve. Mila Eve. Essentials. Yep, you got it. Yep, Mila Eve essentials. Mila Eve. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk a little more about that because um, even though you are on this uh, TV show, you are all, like I said, a boss. I love featuring, especially black women who are, uh, you know, doing their thing. So I wanted you to talk briefly about that. Uh, get more information yes. about it because I looked into it today and I was like, wow, she's got it going on. Thank you. Yes, I have uh, some of my little products here. I sell essential oils, uh, diffusers. This is just one style of my diffusers. Uh, I'm all about self-care. We have massage oils, bath salts. I have over 60 oils in my store. Um, I'm all about educating people on how to use essential oils, not just trying to sell you a product. You buy it, then it just sits there. So they can be used for so many different mm -hmm. things from breathing, better sleep, uh, ADD, ADHD, focus issues, anything you can think of when it comes to bug bites, um, insect repellents, like you have an essential oil for just about everything. And on my website, not only do we sell you the oils, but we actually have profiles for each oil. So you understand what the oil's properties are, what it's good for, whether it's sinuses or headaches. Um, and then we show you how to use the oils. So it's all about education. It's all about knowing what they're for and then offering you another alternative to just feeling like a whole person so that you can actually get through mm. life without having all of these issues. Get you some good rest. Yes. You can be productive, yes. you know, all that good stuff. So much is going on right now in the world with these different things going on. These oils are probably actually right on time. We need something. There's just a lot of issues out there. It's scary, actually, but you know Absolutely. what I'm saying with that. And we got you covered. Um, I also want you to, oh, I'm so sorry, Mama. I want you also to get into your podcast as well, because even though I have, um, my kids are not young or anything, but I just remember being um, a young mother and having to deal with kids at a small age. There really wasn't a whole lot of small podcasts here, here and there, and not black women doing it, honestly, mothers doing podcasts. And I think this is a wonderful thing. I want you to speak about this as also. Yes, Not For Lazy Moms is a community that actually started as a Facebook page, turned website, turned um, podcast. And the reason I started the company is because I felt as though I'm a person that has always babysat my, my nieces, not my nieces, but my, my uh, cousins and I call them nieces and nephews, but they're really my little baby cousins. Growing mm -hmm. up, I was always that babysitter. So I felt as though when I had children that I'm like, okay, I'm gonna know what to do. There was so much that I did not know and that no one told me about. And I'm like, why aren't women sharing all of the details, what happens after you push the baby out, how long hmm. it takes for you to actually get your waistline back. Nobody's talking about this. And then once you start having children, some days you're like, I love these babies. And some days you're like, oh my God, I cannot stand them. 
Why is no one yes. talking about this? Yes. So the whole website, the whole podcast was about just being real, being able to confess what it is you're going through and also to offer different tips on how to get by. A lot of women don't share. So this platform was yep. created so that people felt comfortable in a non-judging way to share mm -hmm. what it is they go through, share how they get by and then encourage each other so that we can do better. If one mom went through it or a dad went through it and it was a struggle, share your struggle so the next person doesn't have to. So that's what it's all about. And it's been an amazing um, journey for um, for the platform, all about networking and empowering, empowering and uplifting. It's a beautiful thing because, I, look, I remember it was a while ago. They they college kids, but I still remember there were struggles. I knew many and no one did talk about that. We have a lot of tragic results, I feel like, because there was not a whole lot of conversation. Right. So I feel like you doing this and having this platform and having this space. I just think it's a beautiful thing. When I got, when I heard about it, and I read, looked at, it, I was like, "Wow!" There's just so many mothers. I feel like they got put in a position where they put them, the position that they were in that something tragic happened. Maybe they had a conversation, they had an open platform. Maybe it would have been a different result. So that's why I really, really love the message that's behind it. Thank you. Um, yes, welcome again, guys. To the views what came to the chat, we have the queen, uh, Monique Samuels, in the building from Love and Marriage DC. Y'all make sure y'all follow all of her social media. Um, I have my Demita, my mod, who is also putting all of her links in the chat. Of course, I have some of her links going across the screen as well. So let's continue on. Let's talk about how you are a radio personality. Oh, my goodness. How is that experience compared to being a media, a reality TV? It's got to be, like, completely different. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. I've been up since 4 a.m. I wake up oh, at 4 a.m. every day, and I absolutely love everything about it. I love it because it's just raw. It's real. Mm -hmm. um, there's only a few things we have to watch out for when we're on the radio. And that's more so profanity, you know? Right. Other gotcha. than that, yeah, I'm able to share my real truth, my opinions. I feel like people who have listened to the show who don't know me, they're like, wow, I get a better sense of who you actually are, what you stand for, your passions, what you're convicted about, like what, you know, like what really gets you going. You can hear it through the conversation and through the stories that we choose that we actually air every day on the morning show. And it's been amazing. So it's um, the Good Morning Show on WPGC 95.5, which is our local station here. Um, but people can listen to it as well anywhere using the Odyssey app. So uh, you can use you can download the app, search for the D.C. radio stations and you'll see WPGC there. And it has been truly amazing. It's a dream come true. I used to, um, when I was younger, me and my cousins and my sister, we used to have like a little boom box and we used to act like we were radio hosts and we would record ourselves having our own radio show. So amazing. It's, yeah, it's full circle. It's full circle. It's uh, amazing. So I'm, I'm really blessed and grateful for the opportunity. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because not everybody can say they did something when they played, you know, when they was kids that they wanted to be and they grew up and they actually got to do it. That's an amazing story. It really is. Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and jump into some uh, other stuff. Let's talk about the storm that is winter. Okay. Let's do the mess. Let's do it. Let's do it. My do you regret? Her. Do you regret bringing her? Let's start there. Do you regret bringing her on the show after everything no. that has happened? No, I don't. I don't regret bringing winter to the show. First of all, I had no idea how much of a personality she was. Like I had mm. no clue. So what people don't understand is I use the word friend in a very loose context. Okay. So my version of friend is a person who I know. And then when I put the years on it, then people are using their own definition of friend. You know what I'm saying? So right. they're thinking about, oh, my homegirl. Like I have a friend who I've been friends with for real 
since third grade, since we right, were like eight right. years old. Some real, real stuff, yeah. That's my best friend. Like, that's like right. my sister, you know? Um, Winter, I've known for a long time through the NFL world. The okay. thing people don't understand about the NFL world is once you're a part of the NFL wives and girlfriends, you're always a part of it. There are women. Are, yeah, we're, we're going through uh, things, dating or married to guys that don't experience a lot that most men experience given their profession. You know, it's it's definitely like it's unique. It's unique. <laughs> so right. I can have NFL friends, NFL wife friends who I haven't talked to in 10 years. Any one of them reaches out and calls me. It's like we pick right up and just know, like, I'm here for you, girl. I've had a friend who I haven't talked to in years called me bawling, crying, mm. you know, going through stuff. And she's like, I'm calling you because I know you'll understand what I'm going through. So it's one of those okay. situations. So I get that. I get that. Yes. yes. It's, a, it's um, like a community. It's a community. So mm -hmm. I know her from the community of the NFL Wives and Girlfriends Association. Um, I made that very clear when I was promoting the show. I made it very clear during the show and in confessionals that everybody on this show, I don't know these people. Tasha is the only person who I actually had an actual friendship with out of everybody on the show, uh, Tasha Lyons. So when right, I brought right. everyone together, I kept, I kept just hammering the point that we're getting to know each other as the same time that the audience is getting to know us gotcha gotcha that the makes main, a lot of sense yes the main thing that i stressed to carlos when we did this show and we were doing the casting i said i do not want to fake to the audience like any of us know each other like that i want them to understand because you you see that so much on housewives it's like these imaginary friendships that just exist yes. bam once we start filming we got to act like we knew each other I ain't know none of them them chicks when I was on Housewives of Potomac when I first mm. came to the show. Did not okay. know none of them. Met them while we were filming in scene. So with this show, I wanted it to be very genuine and I wanted people to be able to grow and watch the friendships develop as we were filming. And that's what happened. I didn't know that there were uh, I didn't know that there was commentary that would lead people to believe that my relationship with Winter was any different than my relationship with Ashley or with Arena, um, I didn't know about those conversations. And when I found out about them, I addressed them. So even just the whole like conversations about, oh, when me and Mo went out and we talked as girlfriends do, um, first of all, nobody calls me Mo. Um, all my friends call me Moni. Um, and then I'm like, we've never talked as girlfriends. The first time that I've ever went out to lunch one-on-one -on -one with Winter was when y'all saw that scene um, in oh, the show. Wow. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of assumptions. People assumed that I knew all that was to deal with Winter because of the whole fact that I'm like, oh, this is my friend. I've known her for what, 14, 15, 16 years. Mm -hmm. So they're assuming that I know her in that capacity, but I did not. I only knew her in a capacity of being a life coach and relationship coach. So whenever we did engage, it was because I actually reached out to her in 2020 during the quarantine and I said, hey, I'm doing season four of my or season three of my podcast. I would love for you to tell your story because, you know, on her Instagram, you can see all that she does. And she, you know, speaks to people, encourages the people. I did a series called love, uh, love After Divorce. So I said, I would love if you come on and share your story. She shared her story. She was incredible, telling us everything that she went through and then how she had found new love with Kevin. So once we started casting mm. the show. I said, oh, wow. Winter and Kevin would be perfect. So I put her name into the hat with everybody else's. 
Um, so yeah, so we've never hung out. We've never talked outside of the show or that podcast conversation. Everything was very social, like with everybody else. So, um, when people said, Oh, you brought winter to the show so that you can have this drama. I had no idea that all this drama would ensue because I brought Winston to the show to share, share the same story that she shared on my podcast, which was what she went through with her ex-husband and how she was able to find love, which turned into another situation that she shared throughout the whole season about yes. her uh, now divorced um, husband. So it was just a lot because I didn't want that fraudulent storyline that you would typically get with housewives where it's like, oh yeah, we're friends and we've known each other and we hang out all the time. I'm like, no. None of us knew each other that way. The same way I brought Ashley, I brought Arena, I brought Winter, and I brought Tasha. And Tasha's the only person that I actually hung out with several times. Her family and my family are very close. Um, her daughter, I love her daughter. Like me and her daughter will like hang out. Her daughter comes over and we hang out. She's helped me with me leaving. That's the real stuff. Yeah. So that's the only real relationship that I've had with anybody that was on the show. Everybody else was very much social. Okay. Uh as far as, wow, that pretty much explained everything. And I understand <laughs> what you're saying. No, it did. Bringing her on there. But after the reunion and all that stuff was going on as far as her and Arena and all this, because it seemed like even on the reunion, you were just like, girl, I didn't know. Your whole face was almost like, girl, I didn't know you was doing. I didn't know any of this. Your, your face was genuine to me where it was like she had no idea that it was going to be like this. I was shocked. Honestly, I didn't know that she was witty. I didn't know she had the clapbacks. I didn't know that she was funny. I didn't know any of that because I've only ever seen her in a professional setting. So I was like shocked looking at her. And the thing was, I didn't really witness a lot of the sass that okay. the other ladies witnessed. So mm -hmm. every scene, the shock on my face. Yes, you was so, looking like. Right. So <laughs> even when Winter and I had that lunch, I'm sitting there, I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, Raina did this, Ashley did this. So in my head, I'm like, I've never seen them like that. So now I'm shocked. Then when I get to Ashley and Arena, they're telling me about Winter. And I'm looking at them like, what? I've never seen her like that. It was like, I was like the ball and it was ping pong like this. Yes. Do you, okay, do you, okay, speaking of between you and Arena and Ashley, do you think that it was messy or good to go back and tell them about the, you know, the names, the red light special and all the snack size, all that mess? It was a combination of messy doing my job and also mm, making sure that the air was clear so that nothing would ever come out later once the show airs. You are Ooh, we, I know how reality TV works. If they if you say something on camera, everybody's gonna know. You know what I'm saying? So yep. at that point, if I'm trying to forge a friendship with Winter and the other ladies and the couples, and then fast forward, we're now watching the season unfold. And now they're seeing everything else that wasn't told. They're going to be looking at me like, um, hold on. Why were you pressed to have us be friends with somebody who you know was saying this, that, and the other about mm. our husbands? That ain't right. Now I'm going to be in a hot seat. I am not about to carry the burden of somebody else's mess. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. Put it out there. But then I also told Winter that I was that I told them. Initially, I wasn't going to do it. Initially, I was like, uh-uh, that's going to be messy. I ain't getting near that. But then later on, once I did decide to tell them for my own reasons, um, I did tell Winter. I said, look, I told them the nicknames. And then that's when she told me, oh, yeah, I know. Arena, um, you know, went off on me. Um, I was hoping I could talk to her before Arena, but that didn't happen. 
Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, that was definitely a messy moment for me. Um, but I own it and I owned it. To love it. I go lie. <laughs> so what you want me to do? Like, I love it. I, I love it. Me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Um, cause I probably would have reacted the same way. I'm not gonna lie for the same reasons. Um, people are putting these memes out here and they're saying they feel like, and it's mostly winter fans. I feel like that she carried the show, which I not biased, but I don't agree with that, but they feel like she carried the show her coming in, bro, all this, Pop, 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 whatever, whatever. How do you feel about that? Because you were part of the show, and I don't feel like she carried the show. I feel like everybody carried their own. Um, that's one mm. thing that I was excited about with this show is because everybody did their part. You know, people were open and vulnerable with what they were going through, with their marriages, with their families, with their businesses. What they choose to air on the show is not up to us. So there was a choice made yeah. to make a lot of the end of the season about the drama between Winter and the other ladies. Um, that was a choice that did that wasn't it wasn't necessary. It wasn't like there wasn't anything else to show. That was a choice that was made by people outside of the cast. You know, yeah. there was a lot of other things that happened that could have been seen that were more reflective of love and marriage. Hmm. But that was a choice and we had nothing to do to do with that choice. So um, I can see how people would say that, but we don't have any power over what's shown. We know what we filmed and we filmed some really amazing, deep stuff that dealt with what we were going through in our marriages. A lot of that was overshadowed um, by all of the drama between the ladies, um, which was unfortunate because we had a lot of substance that was shown um, a lot of the scenes I felt you, you, you only saw a glimpse of what some of the issues were and we could have sat in those scenes a little longer. Those could have been more episodes. And quite frankly, I think when it comes down to it is that we just didn't have enough episodes. We should have had, excuse me, we should have had double. I agree. So, so if we would have had double the episodes, y'all would have seen a lot more and people would probably have different views as to what their overall um, conclusion would be on who carried the show. But the drama that happened between Winter, Ashley, and Arena um, was chosen to be, you know, out in the forefront for most of the show. But all of us had scenes with our businesses. Yes. I had scenes with Mila Eve, packing my orders, because I do a lot of the stuff myself. My mom actually moved from Florida up here to help me to expand Mila Eve Essentials. We actually met Love, with businesses yeah. to get the products okay. in stores. Mm -hmm. We filmed all that, you know. Um, some of oh, I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to as well. <laughs> oh, my you God. Know, Tina has her boutique. They have their real estate. She has her credit mm -hmm. repair company. Mm -hmm. Ashley has not only Fun Time Moms, her podcast, she has her book that she was working on, which we did yep. get to see. And yes, she has um, Fashion Ashton, which is her daughter's clothing line mm -hmm. uh, in boutique stores. So, we all had a lot of stuff that we were doing. Um, and unfortunately, we just didn't have enough episodes to really showcase everything. And see, people like me, I would have loved to have seen that because, like I said, as you know, I do my own stuff hand by hand. And I just think that, um, I don't know, I just wish I could have shown a little more of that. And it is what it is, like you say. But I, I'm going to say this. Now, watching it, whether you're a fan or whatever, I feel like that you guys were strong black couples on TV. And I almost say this all the time in my panel, I said, I don't think they could handle seeing that. Because, you know, couples argue they had disagreements. But I just kind of feel like 
is that something really, really new that y'all just could not deal with seeing? It wasn't like a bunch of drama. It was like drama, yes, but like the way they came to you and Chris. Um, do you feel like that? Because you opened yourself, I feel like. You opened yourself to us, your, your relationship and everything, and mm -hmm. all the negative comments that came with you about it. Now, I'm a dark, complected black woman. I feel like it was a little colorism because they're just making like, oh, she's just so hard on him. He didn't give Chris a chance no matter what. I want you to speak on that because I have my own opinion about it being a dark skinned black woman where I feel like if she was lighter skinned, would it have been would have been different response? You know what? I didn't even think of it from that perspective. I more so was looking at the fact that nobody knew what we were arguing about. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's think about it. All y'all see is us arguing and then you see me responding, but you didn't see Chris say anything. You didn't hear his perspective on what we were even talking about. Nobody knew what the hell we were talking about. So all you're seeing is my reaction and you're seeing me in my most heated moment of the argument. Um, and then there was no other context. So I get why people had to express things the way they express it, because if I had not been a part of the show and I'm actually watching everything unfold, I wouldn't have the same thoughts as everybody that was viewing those scenes. But me, I'm looking at it like, no, but I know what really happened. I know what was really said to me. I know why I'm this way. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, but they didn't show it. A lot of um, what was shown, in my opinion, was definitely in the favor of Chris. And a lot of times you heard his perspective versus my perspective. You know, we would do a scene, then it would jump to Chris. I don't know what to do to please her. It's like anything I do isn't good enough. Well, if he says yeah. that in confessional, everybody that's watching the show is automatically going to now think, oh, everything Chris does isn't good for Monique. That's put in your head. But that wasn't really what the case was. Chris knows exactly what my issues are and were with him in those moments. But if you don't say what those issues are, if you don't say what it is that you're doing or not doing, everybody that's watching the show is going to believe what you're saying, which is, oh, she's not being, you know, she's not being pleased by anything he does. He's trying. Um, also, when Chris made the statement, when I told him that I was complaining about uh, him to the girls, first of all, he responded and said, you always bashing me. If the audience hears this man say, you're always bashing me, then they're going to think, oh, she must have been bashing him. Mm. Well, let's think about this. When they cut to the scene of me supposedly bashing him, they show me saying that I want a deeper connection with my husband. I want more depth from him. How is that bashing? If they had a scene of me bashing him, don't you think they would have showed it? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's all it's all wordplay. Um, so you better believe if they ever seen me bashing Chris, they would have showed me bashing Chris. 100%. I don't, I don't bash him. I don't talk bad about him to people. Um, the only thing that I was expressing to a room full of married women, women was that I want a deeper connection with my husband. I feel like we're not connecting. I feel like we have this wall between us right now, and I can't figure out how to tear it down. I'm doing my personal growth journey, and it's time for him to do his. Uh, I can't keep doing all the work. You know, so it's like, especially at the moment where I'm going into doing radio, where I'm up at 4 a.m., leaving right. my house at 5, hmm. and, you know, I'm, I'm working, and I'm not home to help him with the morning shift. So, mind you, this whole narrative of Chris being a stay-at-home dad, like he's home by himself for 8 to 10 hours with the kids, is not true. I'm home from work at 10.30. My nanny's here at 11, and she's here till 6.30. So, he's home with the kids for two, two and a half hours tops. So um, he, he gets help. He gets a lot of help. All I was asking for was to establish a routine because our kids were going crazy. They're used to mommy being home, setting the tone of the day. 
and they weren't getting that. Hundred percent. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm asking him to step up to the plate. I'm like, Chris, I can't do this by myself. You're saying you support me. Then I need you to actually support me, not just say you're supporting me. Um, and, and supporting me is us establishing a balance between how our house functions. It can't just be me doing all of it all the time. And I'm getting up at 4 a.m. My day ain't in until like 10 o'clock at night. Who can survive functioning that way? You know, so it was those type of marital issues that we had that we were talking through. Um, my delivery could have been a lot better considering, especially if I would have known that they were only going to show when I was heated and mm -hmm. I'm loud and not show the beginning where I started out very calm, then I probably would have tried to stay calm the whole time. But hindsight is always 2020. 20, and honestly, I'm not going to be fake, you know, so I'm going to show you how Chris and I have conversations. Um, but you only saw me conversing. You did not see Chris conversing. All you saw was Chris saying, I'm going to work on it. You know, I got to improve. Um, and those are just words, you know. So it, it, it's the women out there who get it, got it. I, I have a lot of women coming up to me saying, oh, my God, I am you in my marriage and I get it. So there's a lot of people that's critical. Most of those people aren't even married, you know, so they don't know. They just want a man. Hello. I don't know if I'm frozen. I'm not frozen. You're frozen. Uh oh. Oh, shoot. Wait for Kamisha to hop back on. I'm assuming I'm still here. <laughs> All right, y'all. We gotta wait for Kamisha to come back on. Are y'all do y'all still see me or am I frozen? Am I still live? Can y'all see me? You still see me? Okay, let's just wait for Kamisha to come back on, y'all. Be patient, please. I appreciate it. I didn't even, I forgot the- Oh, Lord, thank you. Oh, there we go. I knew, <laughs> my, I knew it's a matter of time. She'll hop back in. Yes, my 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 uh my son that doing that game missing. Oh my god, I'm so I'm so sorry. Oh no, I, I was still going. They could they could still see and hear me. I don't know. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh yeah, Lord, yeah, I, I was going in, girl. Look, and I heard them, and I was like, look, I was ready to chop in. I was like, look. That's what I was gonna say. I feel like that, as far as reality TV, black women, I, I I preach this a lot, and I say that they do edits, and this is no shade to nobody, but they do edits where we do look like the angry black woman. That's why I was saying that would it have been different if it was a different color. I'm not saying I know you didn't look at it that way, but I was because like I constantly see it in reality TV that I would have loved to hear the other end of the conversation, not just. I do want to hear you know, of course, what you're saying, but I want to hear, it didn't seem like it was just all like that. I didn't take it that way. I right. saw the comments. That's why I wanted to ask you, but I was like, would have been different if she was lighter complected? Color yeah, still you know exists. I really, I would love to get to a place where we could stop with the angry black woman conversation because yes. at the end of the day, 
people need to realize that everybody expresses themselves different. Mm -hmm. And for black women, we just happen to be very passionate. We move our head. We shake our necks. We do all of this, that, and the other, because that's how we do. That's how we are. And it's not angry. It is what I it agree. is. Like our delivery is what it is, you know? And we're very strong. We are very strong. Um, we, we endure a lot. We take on a lot. We watch people copy us, copy yeah. our bodies, and then shame us. Shame our bodies, copy our hair, then shame our hair, copy yes. our lips, then shame our lips. We deal with so much. So we doing all of this and all of that, and we doing all of that. We deserve to do all of that. <laughs> I understand. Look, the whole head thing, the copying, I see it every day, even in the world. I saw it in the blogging community, and I also see it outside when I go to work. So I deal with it constantly and just, I don't know, it is what it is. Um, do you think that being on the show helped or hurt your marriage? Oh, it definitely helped it. It definitely helped it. Um, looking back, so for instance, I'll give you a prime example. Uh, a lot of times when you're on reality TV, so if you're a person like me, I'm always trying to find my lesson, right? I don't look at anything as a failure. I don't look at anything as a mistake. I look at it as a learning lesson. So for me, I'm able to speed up my personal growth process because I can actually see myself. Now, Granted, it's an edited version of the reality, but still, I'm still able to see myself, how I move, how I flow. And I can point out things that I know I need to work on, you know? So there was a moment uh, where Chris was trying to compliment me and also express his love for me. But before he actually complimented me, he said a bunch of negative things. Mm. And then as he said these negative things, then he said, but I love her. And she's my wife and she's good at this and she's good at that. And she's good at this and she's good at that. And I was like, I stopped, the, the, I stopped and paused it and I showed it to Chris. And I said, this is what I've been talking about for years. I've been saying to him for years. I'm like, stop comparing yourself with the worst. Stop tearing the person down then to build them up. Just build them up, you know? So once 100%. I played it for him and let him see how he complimented me in his way, where it was like, tear it down, tear it down, tear it down, tear it down, tear it down. Now, build her up. I was like, why do you do that? I said, you would point out every negative about me in order to give me a compliment. I'm like, that, like, why? Mm -hmm. And once he saw that, he was like, wow, I never realized how much I do that. And he said, you're right. I do that all the time with everything, not just with me. He does it all the time. So once he saw that in himself, he was able to make some changes and, and able to step back and change how he views things and not be so negative um and this thing that i've been saying to him for a long time i'm like chris you are so negative like be more optimistic be more positive but since he was able to see himself he was able to make that adjustment finally so it definitely helped it was able to it helped both of us you know he could see my frustration he could see that i've been trying and trying and trying for years um he could see that i've been putting all of my energy all of my love into our marriage, into our household. And he can see where he needed to make some changes on his part so that I don't have to carry the load all the time by myself. It's not fair. It's not. And, and again, I'm happy that you are speaking out about, like I said, women, feel like, I feel like are, are supposed to be quiet and not say anything if they feel some type of way. Mm -hmm. and, and if you are loud about it, you're angry or you're aggressive. Uh, somebody said in the chat uh, that Marcella is saying that, they called Ashley angry and aggressive. Is it true? 
I mean, that's just an adjective that they really put on us, and that's uh, really unfortunate. Um, you went to Africa with your family, which I thought was beautiful. I'm happy they showed that. But I wanted to ask, what was the benefits of you going with your family? And I guess I was like, would you go again? <laughs> oh, yes. I absolutely, I mean, when I tell you it was quite the experience, um, there was no way I could travel to the motherland for the first time and not have the whole family there. So it was an experience for all of us. We didn't go with any help. It was just me, Chris, and our three kids. Uh, I had worked on this trip for six months, planning everything out, figuring out even what to wear. We were going on safari. And when you go on safari, you have to have a certain weight limit uh, with each bag. Um, and also certain colors that you had to wear, you know. Wow, really? Yeah, because hmm. black and blue attracts mosquitoes. So you don't want to wear black and blue. You don't want to wear denim. You don't want an eerie kind of blue. Wait a um, minute. Black. I live in Texas where mosquitoes are big as my head. Did you say what colors again? Let me write this down because. After, <laughs> yeah. After the sun starts setting, uh -huh. black and blue, that's what attracts mosquitoes. Wow. Yes. Yes. I guess okay. they want that melanin, honey. <laughs> Thank you. Let me tell so, you. Yes. That's what they're attracted to. So those colors we were told to avoid packing. Mm -hmm. um, so it was more like neutral tones. And that was that was like, woo. I have a video of all of these boxes because we had went out of town before we went to Africa as well, before we went to Kenya. Um, and you would be tripping if you saw how many boxes I had to order stuff and then go through all of these clothes and shoes and everything with the kids and then send all of the stuff back that didn't work out. It was a bedroom full of boxes of everywhere crazy wow. but I, it was a lot of planning and prep um and then being strategic because we had a weight limit my husband is six six his clothes his jeans weigh five pounds okay and Dude. our weight limit was like 30 pounds per bag so yeah we had to be very strategic oh so, wow oh my god packing and packing <laughs> all that. it was a lot it was a lot but it was well it worth sounds it. like it it was well worth it the kids really enjoyed it i enjoyed it um it was it was just amazing and definitely will be going back i'm actually going uh to egypt on a study tour mm -hmm. um in december and i'm actually going by myself for this because this okay one is, it's a backpacking trip and it's actually a study tour where we're learning about the different uh, monuments pyramids and everything else um there's certain books that we're required to read before the tour starts and then once we go it's nothing glamorous at all about it it's just okay. backpacking you know, on the bus, going wherever we got to go. We'll be in Luxor, Cairo, and a few other places. Um, so that is going to be incredible. Um, as soon as I told my kids it's not a luxury trip, it's backpack, and they were just like, oh, okay, we'll go next time as a family. Ah, look, well, so that's going to be a you time. It's going to be getting to know Monique again, probably, yes. what self, yes. everything. That sounds like a beautiful thing. That's I'm going to ask you this final, final question. Um, well, it's kind of a maybe two together, but next season, do we have next season coming? Do we have the green light? I haven't heard anything yet. Okay. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we get another season. I felt 100%. like the season was, I felt like the season went great, you know. It did. Um, yeah, I would like to see more love and marriage. Um, but <laughs> you know, I would like to see what the show's about. You know, I felt like there were so many incredible uh family scenes that weren't shown, mm -hmm. um, that could have been shown. Yeah, and you know, I don't want people to think that. You know, just because it's reality TV, it has to be all messy. You know, like I, I, I think I agree. Yeah, like we can focus on the excellence of it all, and I feel like there's an audience for that. You know. Yes, Blake, excellence. So there, there is a little bit of a rumor going around that actually, um, 
Tasha will not be back next season. That there's gonna be a new couple uh, coming and from another another TV show on on Ready to Love. I don't know if you know anything about it, but that's that's the tea that's out there. No, so Tasha and Neil are friends of the show. They're mm -hmm. my actual friends. Mm -hmm. And we've actually blossomed into a family unit. Like, okay. we have a whole group text. All of us be on, clowning, laughing. We see each other often. We talk darn near every day. Um, so the thing about these shows is who's on the show is because who's on the show. You know, mm -hmm. like, we, nobody has the power to exit anybody off. It's about who's actually friends that's actually doing things together and, the invitations are real, you know? I so got you saying, yes. Yeah, yeah. So there's no way anybody's going to exit anybody off. If anything, they're going to exit themselves off. You know what I'm saying? So um, right. we're always going to look for more couples that we can add to the show. We see it with Huntsville, you know? Like, there was a point where it was just the three couples, and now you have Destiny, and now you have yes. Tiffany, and now you have um, the new young lady with the uh, with the beauty line. Um, what's her name? Um She's so funny. What was the new, Melanie's friend? Yes. Yeah, I don't, Melanie. I don't, I'm not telling me funny. I don't. Oh, sorry. I don't do, I don't. I'm, I'm her name just like, like, Stormy, Stormy, Stormy. I'm okay. like, her, her name just. I know Stormy. Stormy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Stormy. Yeah, yeah. I, I got love you, I Stormy. Got but you see how the show just keeps growing and expanding. And that's what yes. we want for the show is to grow and expand. But we don't have to exit anybody to do that, you know? Tasha and Neil, from what I saw, we was talking about on the panel, we actually wanted to see more of Tasha. Look at my panel, we talked about in the panel. We, we, um, yeah. At the times that we saw them, we enjoyed. And that's what I see even in the chat, they're talking about it. Um, yeah. It was positive stuff as far as seeing them on there. Um, but it would be cool to have them on there and add more, like you say, so the more the merrier. But um, I really hope there is a, a season two. Everyone's already speaking into existence. Yes. Manifest, I love manifesting that we will have a season two because season one was fire. Okay. Thank you. I mean, it was. So I enjoyed talking about it. My panel loved talking about it. Um, bloggers, we going crazy over it. So yeah, um, the rumors are gonna fly. I just thought I would say it that they know me. I, I keep it very straight yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I ain't got no problem with it. Um, sure, you'll be giving me information that I don't know because a lot of times I'm I'm like literally I'm up since four, I'm non-stop all throughout the day. So a lot of times I don't even keep up with everything that's happening and um in the social media world. So it's nice got to know you. what's being said and what's going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, we look forward to you know finding couples that maybe they add something else to the show. They don't have to be full time, but mm -hmm. they could be couples that are mutual friends with somebody. Oh, you never know what happens. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. the same way when Winter came onto the show, she literally came just to do a panel discussion, the first episode. Um. Mm. Melody was initially supposed to uh, be our guest, but because of conflict with the calendar schedule uh, and we couldn't change the date of the pop-up event, um, I reached out to Winter because I knew that I wanted her on the show because of the dynamic with her and Kevin. Yeah, right. Together. And I felt like even though they were separating, there are a lot of people out here who are going through divorce. Yes, so ma'am. Like, yes, I felt like even though her and Kevin weren't together anymore, I felt like still have a powerful a powerful story to share that people could relate to so um and she ended up being a huge part of season one so um so you never know what what will happen and what will shift and you know you never know how times will change but one thing i do know about reality tv it has to keep going don't nobody want yes. to talk about season one drama and season two so you it's not about just your one season and you come out and you're strong that has to be consistent all the time and you have to bring more than just one aspect of yourself. If you're only bringing just drama, that's going to phase out real quick. It's like when you Sing go on a again. date 
and you're sitting down and you're looking at this handsome man and you're like, oh, you look real good. Then you have a conversation. And you say, all right, what more do you have to offer? If they ain't got much more to offer, then that date's going to be done and you ain't going to call them no more. So at the end of the day, you have to bring Bars. that's one aspect of who you are. You got to keep showing yourself and the audience got to keep learning something new about you every time. I love that. That was some bars, y'all. That was some bars. She just dropped it. Like, I mean, that's everything because people do think that that's all they got to bring. And that's it. We do want to see more depth. We do want to see more uh, of the family dynamic of the show. We do want to see the couple and everything. So I'm hoping they're listening. And yes. we're going to see that next this. season. Let me say this. Season one is always the easiest season in reality TV. My very first season was the easiest season when I was on RHOP because I, I'm naive to it all. I don't really know everything that's going on. I'm just being me and I'm not guarded. I ain't got no walls up because I don't know any of the, you know, the tactics. So anybody can do a season one to be amazing. Season mm. two is always the roughest season because now the audience has a good idea of who you are or who they think you are. And now you got to show and grow and, and reveal something new every episode after that everybody's second season is usually tough because now they're feeling like i gotta do more i gotta do more and if you do too much the audience is gonna look at you like uh-uh you fake you fake mm -mm, i don't believe it i agree or you have this wall up or you're guarded so you have to figure out how to continue to be who you are especially that second season and not care about what the audience has said about you in the first season because it always changes Speaking, just, I'm sorry, just real quick. Did you did any of them from uh, Potomac say anything about uh, you know the new season? Congratulations, anything? Oh yeah, Ashley and Karen, okay. you know those are my boobs. So yeah, we talked. Okay, I, talked I talked to Karen a couple weeks ago, so we're gonna be hooking up for lunch soon. Um, but yeah, right. Ashley, reaches, Ashley reaches out often. That's my that's my babe. Um, so yeah, that's everything's good. good. I, I've been fortunate to maintain a sisterly bond with those two um and and the love is mutual and i'm grateful for that well i want to say thank you again for coming on like i said grace my 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 platform with your presence i really appreciate the support the yes. support of black women in this uh industry bloggers or whatever um is a, is a real thing mm -hmm. so i want to say thank you i know you have things you got to take care of yourself so guys again uh, make sure you check out all of her social media. Um, Demita has pretty much shown all of her links in this, this chat. I will have everything in the description. I've also been showing it also up here on the screen for you guys to check it out. Her essential oils, her podcast. Again, I appreciate you coming on, Mama. And I want to say goodbye, everybody. And thank you for watching. The end.